Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Break the truth! Don't set you free! You can't handle the truth. We came, we saw, we kicked it there. That's not how the force works. I'm gonna make him an offer, Captain. I'd buy that for a dollar. Hasta la vista, baby. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. I know. Hello and welcome to the Creative Control Podcast. I'm your host, Kenan Ackbler, and thank you for joining us for episode 13. Uh, this week, we're going to be discussing Black Panther and what's next for this hero in the MCU. Uh, joining me for today's show, we've got the, from the Creative Control team, we have Neil Sal, I remembered you this time, Alex, and um, also a big welcome to a first-time guest to Creative Control Podcast, but uh, you may be familiar from him from Zito's gang, he's Greg Marshall. Thank you very much for joining us, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah. Um, so today's episode, as I say, is all about Black Panther and what we should do with the character in the upcoming sequel. Um, so directed by Ryan Coogler, the first Black Panther was released in 2018 and became the fifth Marvel film in the cinematic universe to get one billion worldwide. Um, and it was actually the first not to star Robert Downey Jr. Uh, the first four being Avengers, Iron Man 3, Age of Ultron and Civil War. Um, and also Black Panther is the first movie in the MCU to have its opening weekend box office surpass its production costs. So it did over 200 million in its opening weekend. Um, obviously, it starred Chadwick Boseman and the film was a huge critical success and characters appeared um, in Infinity War and Endgame. But obviously, sadly, Chadwick Boseman passed away in August 2020 after a battle with cancer, um, which was a huge shock to everyone, kept that completely under wraps. Um, even Marvel, you know, top brass didn't know about it. Um, but following this was a lot of debate um, if the character would be recast and really split opinion. However, in December 2020, Kevin Feige confirmed they would not be recasting the character. And he went on to say that Chadwick Boseman's portrayal of T'Challa as Black Panther is iconic. It transcends any iteration of the character in any other medium from Marvel's past. And it's for that reason that we will not recast the character. However, to honor the legacy Chad helped us build through his portrayal of the King of Wakanda, we want to continue to explore the world of Wakanda and all its rich and varied characters introduced in the first film. Ryan Coogler is hard at work on the sequel now on bringing it to theaters in July 8th, 2022. Um, and just literally this week, um, as of March 2021, uh, Lupita Nyong'o said that it's going to be different, of, um, of course, without our king to, you know, our king to go back into that world. But I know that all of us are dedicated to reimagining or carry on his legacy in a new Black Panther. Uh, Raikou is really, really exciting ideas. Um, so it's very much a case of, I think there was a pretty much a story that they had in mind. And they are just trying to fit it now with having a either a new Black Panther or a new central character. Um, it's all about how they're going to handle that. So, you know, I think we've discussed on previous podcasts on Zito's gang about what our preferences would be. Uh, but kind of that decision is made. But just as a just as a go in, just as like I from each of you, just kind of say, would you have recast or would you have not? What would have been your first creative control decision? No recast. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, no, I yeah, no. moving forward. Uh, yeah, totally agree. No, no recast. All right, so it's just Sasha that wanted to recast. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Even though uh, he's not here, I would have to say that the I can understand very much the the reasoning behind the recast mm -hmm. because let's face it, we were literally just getting started with the character mm -hmm. of T'Challa, and obviously T'Challa was more than just simply the Black Panther, mm -hmm. so. 
there, you know, it's you think there's there's so much that could have gone on with that character that now is we're not really going to see, and because we're you know, in where we are not set up, I say because we are comfortable with that character based solely off Black Panther one. Mm-hmm. Now seeing any other character doing that. It is gonna kind of for the people who weren't like, oh, you know, I know who Chadwick Boseman is, mm-hmm. or you know, I'm heavily invested in the MCU. The mm-hmm. casual person, they're gonna be like, wait, where's the, you know, where's the dude? Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I agree. And I think, I think there's definitely a, a can definitely you know, comic book fans and you know, even movie fans, they'll feel that there's a lot of stories of T'Challa that are yet to be told. Yeah. Um, you know, and obviously the originally there was talk about Storm coming into uh, the MCU via Black Panther, which mm-hmm. would have been key with T'Challa. That maybe not is the case anymore, um, but there's very much, I understand that feeling. And I think we we saw enough of Chadwick in the role mm-hmm. that he cemented it for himself. I yeah. think if we just had the Black Panther film and it was just a one-off, you would pro- we would probably felt quite different about it. But because he was introduced in Civil War, had his movie, was in Endgame, was um, in Infinity War, uh, you know, we saw him, you know, in different different yeah. parts of the MCU. I'm more okay with that being that. And again, I would have felt sad if they'd actually moved it on to somebody else. And let's be honest, that would have been some big shoes to fill, you know, yeah. somebody to come in and try and take over. Yeah. Yeah. If they who, who, would want that, who would want that job? That's the thing. Who would Social want media that? backlash. I mean, if you, got, if you haven't got it right, then... I think, social media backlash. It's like uh, trying to do Joker again after he the leather, leather, you know? I mean, we got your letter trying to do it. Yeah, well... Well, that's the thing. I think if they were going to recast it, though, they they would have to, just for shits and giggles, and to take a full circle, they'd have to bring Terrence Howard in to play the role. Just to to have a The the difference is, Jeremy, put him back into the MCU, just a middle (laughs) finger everyone. Yeah, um, and the difference is with something like Jared Leto, it's it's a different version, you know? So you're on board. You'd have to almost do a Chadwick Boseman impression you can't necessarily make it your own, otherwise it's too far removed from that. Character. I mean, we got Phoenix doing it a year later, right? No, two years later, and everybody bought that one, and everybody loved that one, and but nobody think- thinks about Eat Ledger at all because it is so different. I yeah. think what it is, though, is, and this is obviously just my personal opinion on things, I think what it is is there is... Um, for one, you you know, we as as an audience, movie-going audience, we tend to give people leeway if we know they're not playing the same role like it's you know but there's also other things it depends on the kind of the um the basically how often you see the character Mm -hmm. so you think you look at iron man one to iron man Mm two don cheadle you know if you think of roadie you tell anybody now you know 12 years deep and you say oh Who's War Machine? And people who know actors and whatnot, they're going to say, oh, you know, Don Cheadle. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you go all the way back and you remember, oh yeah, but it was Terrence Howard. Mm-hmm. But how memorable is Terrence Howard in the role? Yeah. Terrence Howard, he's, you know, the mate who doesn't do anything. Yeah, he's solid in it, but he's you know, very he, much he's a background. He's a brilliant actor, yeah. but it's like, when you look at the role, the role of Rhodey, mm-hmm. Iron Man 1's Rhodey is nothing. In comparison to mm. Iron Man 2, Iron Man 3, 
in compared to even, you know, even his small cameo roles like Age of Ultron yeah. or, you know, when you actually see him in bigger roles, you know, Civil War, it's, it's the, you know, it's like characters come into it. But I think with someone like, say, Joker, and this is what I've noticed a lot, mainly with Joker as a character, is to follow on from something great you're always you're always on an uphill battle mm-hmm. following on from something not so great it's a lot easier you know it's like yeah. when we when we look at things like you know Heath Ledger's Joker there's no way in hell you can deny that that was just inch perfect iconic role mm-hmm. but it's an inch perfect iconic role that said it did come after you know after we saw, um, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger is is Mister Freeze. Yeah. We saw, you know, Poison Ivy. We've seen we've had so many other villains get to that point. Mm. If it literally was eighty nine Batman, Dark Knight, there'd be a there'd be a I, I personally feel there a much be a harder comparison, yeah. a, a big different reaction to it. And then obviously when we saw Gerard Leto, a lot of people were just not feeling it. No, I think that was more the look of the character and stuff like that. But then also we've got um, the fact that, you know, the um, Bruce Banner was recast because that Hulk movie, you can Mm -hmm. kind of take or leave it with part of the MCU. It doesn't have a huge Mm -hmm. amount of impact rather than the end credit scene. Um, Mm -hmm. And the main character, though, is the Hulk from that movie. Mm -hmm. And that's what you take away from it rather than actually Banner in that. So but that moved on. But I think, yeah, because of the amount we've seen Black Panther, I think, yeah, recasting would have felt different. So, Mm -hmm. okay, so now we've moved past that. We're going to have a new Black Panther. Um, Is it even going to be Black Panther 2? Is it going to be Wakanda, legacy of the Black Panther? Or, you know, what do we think is going to happen in the sequel? Because there's been a lot of uh, talk about passing of the mantle. And um, there's been a lot of talk about his sister Shuri taking on the mantle of Black Panther. Um, but again, this is still up for debate. So I've been watching, you know, some uh, different uh, interviews and videos of how people feel about that. And mm-hmm. the way that I kind of see it is Shuri inherits, inherits it uh, begrudgingly, you know, because, you know, her brother passes at the beginning and it's a responsibility she's given which she isn't actually ready for. And she's struggling to be a queen to try and mature you know because she's very jovial in the other movies and stuff Mm -hmm. like that and you know it's a huge thing to take on but there's also going to be the battle for the crown you know are the other you know um tribes going to be coming back and wanting a trial you know by combat and not trial by combat but you know combat for the 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 throne um and you know is it just an inheritance thing or actually does she need to prove it so i think for me it's a case of i think there should be a passing of it because like um, T'Challa, when his father died, it was passed to him because the way they set it up in the movies is like a, a royal lineage. But then, if anyone wants to challenge, they can. But I think before that challenge comes, there's a greater threat, which everyone then puts that aside. And then she'll prove herself through that bigger threat to the movie. But then everybody at the end will say, you know, I'll bend the knee kind of thing. You know, I'm not going to challenge. So that's kind of how I see the Black Panther 2 mantle passing on. What are you guys' thoughts? <laughs> That's way better than what I thought. <laughs> Mine's very easy. Mine's identical, pretty much. That's how I say it. I've got obviously sort of plot points to get us there, but it's almost the same thing. I thought, and Mark <clears throat> might go for it again this time, you know. Um, but then, yeah, put put aside the differences for the Jennifer Wakanda, and then, yeah, yeah, I, I literally have written in my head the same 
plot point for that. So that's quick, quick and easy. Nice. So, so what do you think? Okay. Well, mine's a little different. I've been reading a lot of the fact that uh, Kevin Feige was saying that they wanted to look into the past of Wakanda and like the previous generation or something. And I thought it could be a good idea that instead of uh, bringing in uh, what was the what's the sister's name again? Sherry. Sherry. Yeah, Sherry from the beginning and trying to take over the mantle or at least being past the mantle, um, that, that we look into the history and then bring it to the, like by the end of the movie, you bring it to the present and then give her the mantle at the end and allow people to create a bridge between Bozeman's character, mm-hmm. what it was before, then, and what shit will be sort of a thing. Or, I mean, the thing is really, we all know it. They're not really copying the comic books, you know, word by word. They are going to change it. They could essentially do that. They can even bring somebody else in if they like. Um, but the thing is, as long as they give that particular pivot where they acknowledge Bozeman and his work, and then on to the next one, that particular part has to be there. They could either do it in the first 20, 30 minutes of the flick, or it can be the flick. Yeah. yeah. And they can instead of, it's kind of use it as a a joint uh, what are called between other stories as well. It's kind of more of a transition. As exactly, a, have a transition, but outside of it, yeah. not only that, if they were planning to bring in new characters, they can use that as they can technically use the whole thing as a uh, a junction, mm-hmm. junction between past, present, and future, and also junction between other characters coming into the MCU. Okay, Alex, so it all depends. Um, you don't just want just don't want to do make it too busy. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, yeah. Alex, what are your thoughts on that? You know, Shuri, Black Panther, do you see that happening? Yeah, I had sort of two two kind of thoughts. Yeah, one, basically pretty much what you you said, Ken, and and sort of nailed on the head. Um, I think I'm sure in Black Panther 1, although obviously the crown is passed on, it sounded like it was the Black Panther mantle not necessarily linked to the royal lineage. So my other thought was, obviously, if the death of T'Challa in it, Mm. Shuri would sort of take on a role and and man, queen. Okay, right, I've now got to be queen and that's obviously going to be its own sort of responsibility and and have to do with that so um Akoye the sort of like the lead of the the warriors could then be take on the mantle of Black Panther instead so you've got the two sort of like side by side one as the queen and, and one sort of taking the role as, as Black Panther yeah that's really interesting I think um, no, no, like I a caretaker but I think in the comics it wasn't a lineage, the, the mantle of Black Panther wasn't a lineage to the crown. Yeah, it's not. They did that as part of the movie world. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I thought it was just coincidental so, that obviously no, no, he is Prince and but, then happened yeah. to be... Yeah, no, because the but, king was the Black Panther as well, right? But yeah. when it came up to the challenge, they were challenging not only as ruler, but the mantle. So yeah. they very much in the movies tied that together. Now they could, you know, in theory, split Definitely. it. Um, you know, and have that separate. But I think in the movie world, they've kind of tied that together. Um, Neil, am I on the right path there? You you are, because what it is, is we have to remember that T'Challa is the Black Panther when his father is king. Yeah. He becomes, but what it is, is they strip, their whole thing is, oh, we strip the the power of the Black Panther away from you so you have a fair fight with someone Mm -hmm. to become king or not king. It's like they are essentially two separate people because there have been times when the Black Panther has not been the king of Wakanda or the, the ruler of Wakanda because the Black Panther is just solely the protector of Wakanda. 
Yeah. It just so happens that through a certain period of time, it became the, 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 the ruler became the Black Panther and then it just stuck. Okay. So, so from, yeah, so from that point of view, it may be that Shuri has to take on becoming queen, but then actually the mantle of Black Panther is up for grabs and you have this power struggle with people trying to claim that mantle. I guess the, the, the fact that we need to, there's a couple of things there. So, one we've got there's talk about michael b jordan returning um as eric killmonger as well now there's a couple of things it could just be as a flashback sequence or it could be something that's very small to the movie however there is a history there where yes you know at the end of he said i you know i'd rather be like you know dropped off in the sea rather than being like a burial in my land kind of thing Mm -hmm. because he stuck to his principles and a lot of people said i want to see killmonger as black panther i'm like well his story arc didn't change, you know, he didn't change the way he felt about the way he was going to rule. So why would he then come back and do that? However, if it was part of a power struggle, you could bring him back. If you remember the end of Civil War, I, I think I'm correcting this, they put um, a Winter Soldier on ice whilst yes. they were trying to develop um, a cure. And it could be very much as Killmongers might have been sitting on ice for a while. And because it's part of this struggle for leadership and he actually has a claim to the throne, Maybe he's de-iced, you know, maybe that's part of it as well. So there could be something there to bring him back into it as well. But the other point is um, Killmonger in the movie, he destroyed all the plants, which gave the powers, right? Yeah. So from from that point of view, unless there's one hidden somewhere, um, and maybe Shuri has to go on a search for that, which is part of the movie that plays out, whether it's a blood transfer or something happens at the beginning of the movie, the way, um, you know, T'Challa passes in the movie, hands that off it's going to be interesting because otherwise killmonger actually still has that in his body because he never had that taken away from him even though he was kind of killed at the end of the movie so Mm. so that actually might play into it as well how are they gonna have is it just gonna be purely the suit that gives you the power like she upgrades it yeah exactly (laughs) so she could upgrade that so um yeah how do do they navigate that my thoughts with the Killmonger thing is is because I again I I considered this as part of like where would I go I re- I loved Killmonger I think he was played so well by Michael B Jordan I thought it'd be brilliant there is precedent in the comic but they Marvel can't do it because because of the one thing they still don't know right to is is actually Killmonger does come back after dying in the comics because of the symbiotes but that's the one thing they don't have rights to so symbiote Killmonger challenging the throne would have been absolutely amazing but they can't do that um putting him on ice just seems a little bit mazy as much as it would be a nice plot point to get him back in there mm-hmm. but yeah um yeah unfortunately i think he, he, he's done but because anything else would just seem like really convenient writing and yeah i think it was shoehorned in because of the death of chadwick Boseman. so mm-hmm. yeah. couldn't they use somebody else instead of symbiote i mean they could change it you know they could but i think any 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 world in which the character of Eric Killmonger, played by Michael B. Jordan, is returned to the land of the living by by the Wakandans, it automatically tarnishes the legacy of T'Challa as a character. Because remember the whole thing of you know. Black Panther 1, really and truly, the whole, the, the core essence of the film is about making right, making the right decisions. What happens when you make the wrong decision, mm-hmm. right? And if by the end of that movie, knowing that his father made this one terrible decision 
and this is all the horror that it brought, why would T'Challa then make what could technically be another bad decision by, oh, even though you you said to me to bury you at sea, I'm gonna I'm not I'm gonna completely disregard your personal feelings, yeah. and I'm just gonna stick you in the freezer, and then in the you know. In yeah, the event, that, does, that doesn't stick true to his character. Does yeah, it? it doesn't stick true to his character. It takes it takes T'Challa's honor away from him, mm-hmm. and his whole thing was to be an honorable man. Because you know, even when his dad says that line, he's like, you know, you are a good man, and it's difficult for a good man to be a good king. You know, and it's like, unless there's a third party who t- who took his body and did it, you know. So, but I think something like that. I think T'Challa would be the he would he would strike me that T'Challa is the type of character that would make sure, you know, that okay, I'll make sure that his body is buried at sea or something, you know. And we don't want to see what happened in like the second Transformers movie where you know a bunch of people dive in and they you know tap a little electricity and bring them back. Yeah. Well, talking about the sea, actually, um, the rumor is that the movie Black Panther Two is going to central around Wakanda versus Atlantis. Yeah. And that um, is going to have the debut of uh, Namor. Is it Namor? Yeah, Namor. Yeah. Pronounce it? Yeah. yeah. Um, so Namor the Submariner as the antagonist in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, maybe when they go to bury his body down there, they've disturbed something. Who knows? But um, how do we, what do we think about that? Having, you know, obviously seen Aquaman and what that can kind of bring to the, you know, DCU and how popular that was. Um, Namor has never been mentioned um in the movie world at all except maybe there was a hint of it in endgame where captain marvel was like i'm dealing with an underwater earthquake oh no okoye yeah okoye so that was kind of a hint to potentially something happening there um now maybe that is something that plays into that and yeah there's a thing with atlantis so how do we feel about atlantis coming to the big screen with namor i think uh i would i'm very um 50 50 split on one hand if it if it happened if that's what happened i'd be like oh cool i'm good good with that on the other hand i feel like you have to be very careful with the introduction of the submariner simply because he is immediately automatically going to be compared to aquaman Mm -hmm. and because at present moment aquaman just happens to be jason momoa and is like literally a beacon of light you know there are so many people who are just like they don't see Aquaman, they see Jason Momoa. So whoever you cast, however he behaves, he's going to be basically, he, he's, he's going to either have to be, you know, completely different than Momoa's Aquaman, which is fairly easy to do, mm-hmm. or you're going to have to just lean into it. And it's like, how, how do you do it? You know, which way do you do it? You always you're always going to get that comparison to Momoa's Aquaman, which is, is, you know, arguably one of the biggest non-Marvel entities in comic books, in comic book movies right now. I thought immediately that as well, that, yeah, we don't want to touch at any point while, you know, Jason Momoa is being godlike over on the other universe. But secondly, it's, I, I've always found it, awkward of how do you bridge the thing where one person's got i mean namor has got obviously he's, he's one of the most intelligent people in the marvel universe as well yeah. one of the illuminati blah 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 but 
Um, and maybe that's what they're trying to bring into it slowly. But it's it's a, it's a man whose power is all based around water. And then loads of people who live in the middle of Africa are going to go, well, we're not going to fight near the water then because that's just stupid. So it's one of these things of it's it's going to be very contrived trying to have a thing where these water powers are going to be relevant against whoever the new Black Power, Black Panther is. It's a case of it's going to be so contrived trying to make that work. I think no more should have like the Aquaman movie should have more water-based foes to begin with or something like that. But yeah, I mean, I personally, he's not one of the strongest of the Marvel characters. I'd avoid it for a while. I'd wait until you've exhausted a few better options and then maybe bring that in. So. Well, also I have to redo the the introduction to Wakanda, where, you know, that image they bring in, like literally a town in the middle of Africa because there's literally no water around it. Well, so don't forget how- the whole, the whole, fight for the crown thing takes place at a waterfall. So. True, but... Hmm. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah. But it's, but it's not sneaking through, it? through the back door, is that what you're saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's basically like, oh, you know, they have the little battle for... <laughs> Hell, shit. Tying on to what you guys were saying about, you know, your your the how Shuri, you know, becomes Queen and Black Panther, you could have it that you said that the the not having her go through the same trials as T'Challa with the ceremony, you know, you could have have her there going through the trials and before they even get somebody challenging, the waters rise and there is a massive flood in Wakanda <laughs> and why is the flood taking place? Because Neymar's here! You could be looking and thinking, it's an opportunity to take over Wakanda. They're kingless, they're weak, I'm going to come yeah. in and take over. It's going to be very hard to paint him as, as a hero later on in the MCU, though, once he's going to be drowning a whole yeah. <laughs> that, that depends. That depends on one thing. Because I remember, I mean, I, I'm sure we, I, in fact, I think some of you were on the podcast when we mentioned it, that Dr. Doom, there was a big thing that Dr. Doom was going to be the, the big bad of Black Panther 2. Mm-hmm. And I... I know the idea went around. I don't. I can't remember if I mentioned it or if I'd read it or whatever it was, but the idea could be that Doctor Doom plays Neymar and Atlantis off against Shuri and Wakanda, mm-hmm. and it's basically Neymar isn't the villain. He is simply, or he's just simply been manipulated. By, by or the protecting bad. something, yeah, exactly. So, it you're you can you know you can have a clash where it's just a difference of opinion, pretty much like Killmonger. You didn't disagree with Killmonger, <laughs> you know. It's pretty much just like I see where you're going with that, um, <laughs> but I'm supposed to be rooting for this guy, so <laughs> you know. It was, so and it's just you know. So yeah, I you know I definitely I definitely see that as a possibility. You know, he doesn't have to go full on evil and be killing innocents and stuff like that. He feels like he's protecting his, his, mm-hmm. you know, his world kind of thing. So, but yeah, how, how that kind of combines, um, um, maybe it is something to do with storm. Maybe storm comes in and, you know, messes it all up. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so Atlantis is a possibility. And like you said, Dr. Doom is the other rumor potentially for Black Panther too. Um, I really hope he's not central to this movie and he needs to be the next big bad. For the MCU, mm. he needs to be Thanos. We need some justice for this character um, in terms of how big and powerful he can be. We touched on it in terms of um, the, the Fantastic Four, and I very much wanted Doctor Doom to be somebody who takes advantage of what happened in um, Sokovia in the MCU. Yeah. 
and be a leader of that, which he then turns into, uh, what does he call his... Um, Laveria. And he turns it into New Laveria and he becomes the leader of that and kind of generates it from there because of all the devastation that Sokovia's called. You know, maybe that could lead in Scarlet Witch, you know, because she's kind of on that verge, good, bad side. We can manipulate her pretty much like, like Ultron did kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's very much how I wanted to see Doom come in. But it depends on how low ground they're going to keep him or make him feel more worldly and, I, and i'm fine with him being more local you know because i think the next big avengers battle doesn't have to include guardians it doesn't have to include all the the universe it can just be a little bit more low-key you know taking over the world kind of thing <laughs> not that it's low key, but you know it doesn't have to be you know end of all times but then also we've got multiverse coming you know with dr yeah. strange and you know what's going to happen there you know so there's so many possibilities um regarding that um I think that's an interesting point, Ken, because I think I'm sure Kevin Feige knows exactly what he's doing because he looks like he's known exactly what he's doing from like the womb. But I feel like because of Endgame, because of that iconic moment that will never, ever, 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 ever be topped, as long as they're making superhero films, there's never going to be a moment better than, you know, everyone coming through those portals, mm-hmm. Avengers assembled. That that moment will never be beaten. And I think because everyone's expectation is now up here, everyone's expecting that the next time we have a movie called The Avengers and everybody's together, we have to have that moment. Wherein, in reality, what should probably happen is the next time there is a big bad and everyone needs to come together, it just needs to be someone who is a human. Plain and simple human. Maybe they've got powers. Maybe they're just really smart. But just be a human, a regular a person, you know, that like a bullet to the head could deal with you. But you are you are infinite in your mental capacity or you have a lot of powers like a doom because mm-hmm. let's face it, doom can't be arrested. You never be arrested. He's a world leader. Mm-hmm. So as long as you have a situation like that where conventional rules don't apply, you can still get the gravitas that you got with something like a Thanos. Yeah. It's going to be a slow build, you know, and you know, you know, that end game took 10 years to build, you know, and so we need yeah. to, you know, we need to dial it right back down and start building these new Avengers up because if you think, you know, obviously we've lost Cap, we lost Iron Man, um, you know, Thor, um, the next Thor movie, that's going to be very much galactic because he's got Guardians of the Galaxy and all that kind of stuff in it. So Thor's going to be done off his own thing. You know, how central is Captain Marvel going to be in the new Avengers? You know, is she just going to be like she was in the movies where she comes in when she needs to be? Um, otherwise, you're looking at what, like Doctor Strange, um, Scarlet Witch, if she can sort herself out. Um, you've got Falcon, uh, Winter Soldier. You know, it's a lot more lower-key characters um in terms of that group and it's really gonna be about an ant-man so it's about building those stories back up Mm -hmm. to generate their popularity again so they have to come back as a team um because after endgame i imagine they're all pretty much going to be going off and doing their own things and it's going to take that greater threat to bring them kind of back together Mm -hmm. um and you know black panther you know is going to be a part of that and you know it would be nice to you know when we talked about female-led you know um, superhero movies you know black widow came has come well, hasn't even come yet but it's come far too late from what it should have been um and captain marvel got quite a bit of mixed reaction you know mm-hmm. i think a lot felt some people felt it was generic some people actually didn't really like brie larson in the role um 
you know, which I, I think is quite harsh on, on her. I, I quite enjoyed the movie for what it was, um, but there's a, there's not a lot of love out there for Captain Marvel. So I think with what one division has done with the introduce, introduction of what's the new character? Uh, Agatha Harkness, are you talking about? No, no. I think, <laughs> I think she's done. Um, well done. Uh, Monica Rambeau. Monica Rambeau. Yeah. Well that is her popularity is going to play very much into Captain Marvel because she's okay. going to be part of the Miss Marvel TV show. Yeah. And she's going to be in Captain Marvel too. So that's going to kind of lead into that. Um, Black Panther, what about, you know, in terms of what moving forward, what we think how involved Black Panther is going to be in the MCU? The fact that it is going to be maybe Shuri or somebody else. How do you see Black Panther fitting in with the Avengers? Is do you think it's going to be something regular, or do you think we're going to actually see much fewer Avengers movies and more of the solo movies with other characters popping up? I think uh, it's going to be a thing of um, where she's basically going to be a very kind of similar thread to Tony Stark, where I don't, where she's going to be. Um, Oh, by the way, this is the cat. The cat's name is T'Challa. <laughs> <laughs> right? Um, I think it's going to be a thing where she is kind of outfitting the Avengers mm-hmm. bit, bit by bit. Because if you think, you know, Cat Shield, Vibranium. Uh, Winter Soldier's Arm, Vibranium. Mm-hmm. You know? And at the end of Black Panther 1, Wakanda basically opens its borders and says, you know what? We've been closed off enough. We've been closed off long enough. So let us, you know, um, you know, we've been closed off long enough. So let us open our borders. We're going to show ourselves to the world. Mm-hmm. Shuri is, and I remember reading this, that Shuri was supposed to be the smartest person in the MCU. And that was before Tony Stark passed away. Mm-hmm. That she was supposed to be like, the smartest person in the MCU. And, you know, there's, there is that scene in Infinity War where, you know, she's talking with Bruce Banner about, oh, you know, like, oh, we did this and we did this. And she's like, why didn't you just do that? Yeah, yeah. And the way she's um, trying to separate Vision from the stone and stuff like yeah. that as well. Yeah. So I, I imagine, I imagine that before, obviously, you know, what happened with, with Chadwick, that there was probably some kind of idea that maybe she was going to be outfitting heroes. Mm-hmm. And I imagine that that may continue. Mm-hmm. It may be a bit more difficult, a little bit less time on her hands being a ruler. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that could probably be a good avenue to go down. What do we think about Black Panther introducing any of the X-Men? Do we think that Storm is a possibility right now or any other characters at all? I think the storm ship may have sailed a little bit because of the, the death of, of yeah yeah I think I'll go and death of Charla because obviously they end up married and stuff like that. So again, mm. it might seem like it's being shoehorned in there for the sake mm. of it. Um, so unfortunately, I think that's one of the avenues you know that he's just sort of, sort of died a little bit. So yeah, yeah. I think. The the thing is, right, this is going to be, I don't know, it may, it may be controversial, it may be not. Because I read quite a bit of those comics in regards to Storm and Black Panther's relationship, 
it wasn't really done well. Like, we're not talking about, you know, the great loves of comic books. This isn't Superman and Lois or, or Cyclops and Jean Grey or, you know, like Spider-Man, you know, Reed and Sue, Spider-Man and, and um, Mary Jane. This, this isn't one of them. This was kind of just basically just two characters who were from the same continent got shoehorned together. Right, okay. Could we have a could we have a, a, a same sex relationship between Shuri and Storm? You know, is that a possibility? Um, I think that it is a possibility. It, I mean, anything could be a possibility, but I think that would really be pushing out the boat simply because you've got two characters who, in no iteration, have been of you know have have been gay, and you're going to just be like, all right, no, no, the two of you together and it will it will feel like you're you're solely doing that so you can still have a black panther storm relationship mm-hmm. it also might be accused of being sort of like the ultra woke move to tr- try to make everything sort of very modern and there'll be a lot of people who get very annoyed at the idea of yeah that. Mm-hmm. because i mean i'm all for you know i think i'm glad it, as, as ken said it took a long time for them to finally give black widow her own solo thing i'm glad they have ironically after they'd killed her off but um so i'm glad they have and uh, there's some amazing female empowerment moments like in infinity war the bit where they're kicking proxima midnight's ass is absolutely amazing yeah and in endgame as much as that last scene is absolutely brilliant that bit where all the girls get together for this forced couple was just a little cringy because it's just a little forced didn't it? it was very very forced and that's the problem marvel's manages to be very good for female empowerment pushing you know it was one of the most important superhero movies was almost predominantly black cast so absolutely amazing they've got to make sure that they don't undo their good work and yeah. kind of shut things down your throat for the sake of it so i think yeah i think a, a gay relationship in in the mcu would be amazing i think that doing it for the sake of just having storm with a iteration of the black panther mm-hmm. is yeah again i think the ship sailed so yeah um i i think i think it would be nice to see in the mcu and i think that they um had uh iceman of the x-men become gay in the comics and i think that i think seeing a male gay character will have Mm -hmm. a a bigger impact on screen than it would with a female because i think with a female it might feel it is playing a little bit more safe Mm -hmm. because people are more acceptable potentially have seen two women kiss on screen than they would two men kiss on screen and showing those kind of emotions and stuff like that. So that would probably be Marvel's biggest challenge and whether they'll go for it, who knows. But um, Alex, do you see any way of getting the uh, uh, X-Men into Black Panther? Or do you do you agree? Do you think like Storm um, that's kind of... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, part, yeah, part of the reason I didn't jump into the how to introduce the X-Men into the MCU was because I don't know how they go about it. Um... <laughs> You know, I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not too in-depth in a lot of the Marvel comics, but, you know, certain stuff and from the cartoons, you know, I love the idea of, you know, like Cap and Wolverine have a history in World War II, which you kind of can't do um, unless maybe you do some sort of multiverse thing. I, I don't know. So um, I don't know. For me, it was more going back to the Doom thing. I thought maybe the Fantastic Four is potentially away in um, Mm -hmm. through Black Panther, you know, going back off our previous podcast about um, Fantastic Four, the idea you already brought up of, well, if Doom has kind of 
amalgamated a bunch of countries, you know, um, after the, the snap and all that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. um, including um, Sokovia. Does he make a play for Wakanda? Maybe mm -hmm. he's got, I kind of thought, you know, I don't know, do you have Doom? Maybe he's already got his armor. And is that maybe Vibranium? Has he had sort of like dealings with, say, um, Andy Serkis's claw in the past? And so he's aware mm -hmm. that yeah. there's more reserves in there. So when the death of Chitala happens, now whether that's completely separate or Doom has some sort of, you know, role to play in that, he thinks, same as, you know, what someone else mentioned, you know, oh, they're vulnerable. There's vibranium reserves there. Let's let's make a play. Mm -hmm. um, That's a really good shout because they spoke about opening their borders, right? And yeah, so maybe so. vibraniums become higher on a trade, and uh, maybe he's you know being that business guy setting up for fake companies to buy vibranium in loads of different fashions mm. uh, to weaponize it. Um, and maybe that's something that he does. So that's a really interesting. With, you know, and I just thought with all the technology you've seen Wakanda as well. You know, it's like, well, is that a way for Doom to get sort of technology to get him and a mm -hmm. team up into space <laughs> to be hit by cosmic rays. You yeah. know, I just, I just think, yeah, I think, uh, you know, as opposed to X-Men or Namor, I think Doom for me personally would make more sense. And mm -hmm. as you say, it doesn't have to be that he's kind of like the big bad of the movie, but you're just sort of like planting those seeds so that he can start to, pop up elsewhere in the MCU to yeah. build up to that sort of Thanos level, sort of, you know, big, big player in, in phase four or wherever it's going to end up being phase five, if it's even further down the road. Yeah. Alex, you just, you, you just unlocked something magical. There. I don't even <laughs> realize it <laughs> because it just occurred to me, right? So the whole thing about vibranium is vibranium comes from space. It was a meteorite that crashed. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. I'm, yeah, I remember. Holy that. smokes. You could literally have it that that might, that could be an introduction to Fantastic Four and Doom of the thing of, you know what? Vibranium came from space and everybody's like basically, you know, not everybody's scrambling to try and get the vibranium on earth you could have doom who's literally just like well look i own a couple of countries i am a billionaire i'm just gonna go up to space and try and find out get it from the source yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> maybe there's nothing maybe very armageddon the idea of drilling on a meteorite in space <laughs> what have you yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> please just give just give Bruce willis in me a number two <laughs> Bruce Willis is Reed Richards. <laughs> <laughs> It'd make a good thing, actually, because he just doesn't give a shit anymore. So he'd yeah, be, just, just make him look a bit, you know, sort of rock-like, and he'd be a grumpy fuck anyways. Yeah. I don't think he's been given... I don't think he has given a shit in about 10 years, man. No. He's coming in everything. <laughs> 10 years? Everything. Well, okay, let's say That's a short period of time. <laughs> It's literally in everything, and I mean, whole lot of shit though. But hey, as long as he's making money, I think it's okay. I mean, I think I think when it comes about Panther Two, I think there's there's still a lot of talk going on because I I don't think Kugler's actually probably finished the script. I don't think they've actually nailed down exactly what's going to happen yet. I think one of his hardest challenges is going to be how he sends off, um, you know, T'Challa, uh, Chadwick, and the Black Panther, which yeah. has to be at the beginning of the movie, um, you know. Whether do they use footage? Do they use CGI? The, do they just have the suit and something happened to him in the suit? Is it completely off screen? You know, what do we kind of what would be acceptable to us in terms of what we want to see? Because as as much as I don't want to see 
um, a CGI version of Chadwick, I wouldn't be opposed to him in the suit and mm. some, and a send off that way, whether it's like a royal send off of him in the suit or whatever it is like that. But is that doing a disservice to T'Challa only seeing it as the Black Panther, um, like as a funeral kind of thing? I, no, how I how do we kind of feel about that playing out? I, I think it should be in the suit. I think there should be the opening like 10, 15 minutes should be. Uh, something I've you know I've got an idea of who he should be against, but I'll get to that later on when we talk about villains and potential villains. But um, yeah, I think it should be him in the suit, and then something happens, and it's dealt with very dramatically. It's very sort of like reverential and endgame like and what have you. But yeah, I think if they tried to use footage of him or do as much as Marvel seems to be at the forefront of the de aging and the you know stuff, that bringing someone back is is, is a whole different sort of kettle of vision i think yeah, yeah. well go, go into that what kind of what why did you have ideas for the villain well i mean i i i it, it all ties into the whole sherry thing as well and what have you i think i mean there's a lot of villains in, in black panther law and most of the big ones have been done killmonger ulysses claw um another big one white wolf is just too similar to killmonger it's just someone who take tries to take the mantle and wants to be make it more militaristic so it would just be like remaking the first yeah. I had an idea, depending on what Winter Soldier and um, Falcon do there, I think they should bring back Baron Zemo as part of a double act with another character to be sort of the main protagonist pulling the strings. And if, if he is at the death of T'Challa, it would make it very interesting in the sense that the whole of Civil War was him having already killed the father um, and and Black Panther dealing with it. Now Shuri has to deal with the fact that this person's killed both her father and her brother nice. and half of the struggle will be not wanting just to go full-on sort of mental revenge on these stuff so so i think black you know banzima would be a really good sort of behind the scenes protagonist um along with another character called zenzi uh zenzi who's like a, a black female who can do control emotions and stuff i thought they could introduce him working with her for the CIA, trying to be part of the interrogation of Zemo, and he basically sort of recruits her somehow, and uh, and yeah, uses her to do lots of uh, shenanigans and stuff. But yeah, I think just Ben Zemo will add that whole sort of tie into the Civil War, to the father, the stuff. It would really make sure he go through the mantle of all the emotions. That's a good show, actually. That's a really um, nice idea. Yeah, I haven't heard that. It really depends what they do with him in um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, which has been shot. He's about to start airing. He could be dead by the end of that, and then we could mute anyway. <laughs> yeah. so. In 12 weeks, it could be all done. Yeah, yeah exactly. so we'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, it's less than that. It's only is it, it's six episodes, and it starts Oh, yeah, it's only six. Friday. It? Yeah. Well, see, at the time of filming this, I don't know when it's going to be released, it could all be over, so... <laughs> I'll be famous and people listening are going to go, well, he's dead. So, <laughs> I no clue, yeah. <laughs> um, Today's date is the 10th of March. People. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Don't get up in them comments talking nothing. <laughs> it begins Friday week. So we have is, and then it's six episodes. So it's going to be, yeah, in, in seven weeks and two days, it will be all, we'll know what happens to Zemo. But mm-hmm. I think he'll be a good protagonist. And Zenzi's, ability to um to control people's emotions as well as read emotions it means she can basically turn any standard army into basically super soldiers because she can basically push them to beyond their limits they're basically just almost killing themselves to be elite soldiers so mm. so she, i could tie in well with nice with dr doom as well if he can yeah, have so, yeah. just ordinary civilians he actually has a super powered army yeah so which would be really cool so yeah so i think zenzi and uh Baron Zemo as a sort of a, a, a pair would be 
something different and just do a completely different tale to the original one. As I said, any a lot of the other characters would be very similar to Pure Munger. So, so yeah. Um, guys, any other thoughts on uh, Black Panther 2 before we kind of wrap this up? Uh, I was just basically wanted to say something that, you know, we all talked about the fact that it opened the borders and everything. And I think well, we all are not discussing the fact that how much of impact it will make on everything else. Yeah. Like, you know, we're talking about, you know, how they can connect things, how can introduce characters and so on and so forth. But thinking, so, I mean, if you think about all the previous Marvel movies, they were loosely connected to each other. I mean, like a scene or two scenes, essentially, to connect each other. Mm-hmm. And they can just simply do that by introducing the fact that it's now open borders. Mm-hmm. The technology, forget Vibrarium, like technology itself could bring mm-hmm. in lots of different characters, or at least joining of a lot of different characters. Mm-hmm. Them introducing to new technologies, a new way of doing things, new research or whatever, new maybe... Uh, heroes if they want or villains and so on and so forth yeah the connection I, is quite easy to make simply because there are ahead of everybody yeah i mean that was the that was kind of the thing because killmonger wanted to share it and he yeah. wanted to get it out there and weaponize it but that was charla's fear but yeah. that's kind of the realization that people are going to take advantage of this and then that can lead on something like the weapon x program you there know you suddenly go. you've got this yeah. technology and vibranium and all this kind of stuff going on they want to actually start weaponizing that and they create the military program. So then you start having all these <laughs> other divisions which start, you know, bringing in that and that's how we get our new Wolverine. That's well, the, yeah. yeah, I mean, <laughs> the, the, they've thrown out sword, uh, sorry, shields, right? Now mm-hmm. swords coming in. Mm-hmm. You can have a lot of uh, conflicts mm-hmm. and conflicts mm-hmm. will breed new stories. Mm-hmm. If I can go back to a question that was asked earlier, which is, you know, how do you think Black Panther will sort of, you know, going into future MCU projects. Mm-hmm. I personally think, you know, following on the idea that Shuri takes on the Black Panther and has to struggle through the movie with what that means and what have you, and also the role of Queen. I like the idea that maybe it starts with um, the partner of um, T'Challa. What's the, um, I forget her name in the... Um, Nakia? Yeah, Nakia. I like the idea that depending on the time frame, she's either pregnant or she's already had a, a son so too young to take on the mantle too young to be king but i like the idea of surely taking it on then at the end making the decision that she will stick with being the um the black panther but cannot be black panther and queen in all fair consciousness um maybe passes the role on to either okoye or Mbaku to act as regent for this young boy until he's old enough to take on the 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 dual mantle of both Black Panther and King, so nice. it would be a nice thing for the future. But mostly, and I'm, all of this is a complicated way of saying that I think Shuri is one of the best characters. She's funny, she's brilliantly well acted, and she is the the natural stand-in for the the chief armorer and technological person for for you know for Dan Jr. I think she should take that role, and it's going to be very hard to say. Yes, she's busy building armor for the, you know, the new Spider-Man suit or the new this or the next War Machine iteration for Armor Wars, while also being Queen, while also being Black Panther. So I think giving one up, and I think, yeah, I want Black Panther in future Avengers things and stuff. So I think she should hand over the the throne to Mbaku, who's proved himself, or Okoye, and say, look, act as regent for the sun. Mm-hmm. I'll carry on doing MCU films and filling in the uh, Iron Man genius 
playboy sort of role and what have you and, and all is good yeah because otherwise you'd have to be in wakanda full-time you know looking yeah. after it so yeah, yeah, yeah i really like that idea That's um, really cool. well, how about the reverse like be the queen be everything have a caretaker about black panther i thought about that but then she's it's, she's less likely to be in the mcu that way because um, as queen as you said you have to kind of stay in wakanda yeah but she is the head of technology and like i was talking about over borders and the effect of that she could be in charge of that as well i mean if not, stay, if not i'll, I'll hmm. defer to alex then which i i thought about which is have a koya is the next black panther just because mm-hmm. she's kick ass as well she's probably the second yeah. best character yeah. and stuff so yeah. maybe i mean unless the mantle is shared you know maybe it's not one person yeah. yeah. So yeah. maybe you know because if unless they have the physical powers that they take, um, and it is just a suit generated, and it's you know maybe they can have more than one, and it is actually shared. So I think it'd be interesting if it. Well, there are these are very minor. Me pulling the threads, but one thing is that it, it Okoye wouldn't be wouldn't turn to become the Black Panther because she's literally the general of the army of Wakanda. So if her if she became Black Panther, I imagine it would be a thing of where they would just say that she well she's not gonna she she will no longer be the head of the Dora Milaje. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of like the way that they've established that Dora Milaje is sort of like it's a job for life. You like you you mm-hmm. decide to you decide to take on that role that's your job for life and I, I mean there is certain things that were very very um for the right reasons left out of the film such as the fact that the dora malaje originally they were created as the reason that they're all women is because they were basically created to provide heirs for the kings of wakanda mm-hmm. who are kind of like warrior concubines yeah, so, it's probably best they didn't touch on that in the film. Yeah, if no. I want a concubine, <laughs> no, I want to worry a concubine. I'm just yeah. But, yeah. And, um, it was interesting what you said about it being um, about possibly Mbaku, because Mbaku, in the comics that I remember, I mean, it could be very different now, but I remember in the comics, both uh, Mbaku and um, Nokoye, I think her name is, the, the partner of Black Panther, um, both of them become villains. Well, yeah, I mean, um, Mbaku is is Manape. He's literally yes. one of the big villains. But I think they've 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 touched they've kind of touched on him being this villainous character, challenging him from the throne, refusing yeah. to be part of it, and then coming back at the end. And I feel that they've got quite a nice character arc for him at the moment. I kind yeah. of like the idea of him going. Do you know what? I can do what's best for the. For the you know for, for the whole of Wakanda now because and he would be mm. quite a nice character. Yeah, and plus I think the fact that we've had him fight in both the Infinity War battle and the Endgame battle, it kind of it takes the source out of yeah. him. It'd be a slightly uh, muted villain, wouldn't it? Yeah, shown his good side now. Yeah, no, if, if, if that would feel a little forced. Yeah, you'd know, have to have something major for him to turn. Um, so I think we're kind of in agreement. What we kind of expect from Black Panther 2 is pretty much a remix of The Lion King. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody dies, not ready to take over, has to go away, figure themselves out, comes back, beats the big bad. Now they're in charge. So, Essentially, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, cool.
cool. All on uh, but we know Disney can do Lion King. Yeah, Lion King is brilliant. Twice. Animated, sequels, live action. Live action with oh, yeah. CGI. Um, cool. Uh, anything else you guys want to add to Black Panther 2? Yeah, good. Cool. All right. I think we figured it out. If not, Marvel, we've given you loads of uh, tips and suggestions. Um, and so just hit us up and you can hit us up on our social medias. And you can uh, follow me on Twitter at Kenan Talks Film. Alex? Uh, Lex underscore Diamond. Sal? Sal underscore F1 at Twitter. Greg? I've completely forgotten all my social media links, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no. It's it appearing should. on screen at the moment. He'll send them to me in their on screen. Uh, <laughs> Neil, and yourself? Uh, you can follow me at the Neil Coppin um, on Instagram. Is it? <laughs> and uh, you can catch uh, this episode on multiple platforms and all our previous episodes on uh, YouTube if you want to see the video. Otherwise, you've got Apple Podcasts, uh, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, SoundCloud, we're everywhere, baby. Um, so please make sure you subscribe to us on various channels, leave us feedback, give us some suggestions and ideas for future episodes. Let us know what you thought about this episode. You know, who would you have in Black Panther 2? What would you like to see happen? What villains do you want to see? What new heroes do you want to see? And um, that's it from us. So make sure you click like, subscribe. Thanks very much. And until next time, Wakanda forever. Peace. <laughs>